in this film. Jesus says, if you do not forgive others, then I will not forgive you. That's a very sobering thing for him to say. Forgiveness has everything to do with you. It frees you up. It often feels safer to stay in the cocoon you have created of resentment and bitterness. You're all by yourself in there. But what you don't know about that wall is that it may be keeping you in, but it's keeping love out. It's keeping connection out. It's keeping relationship, which is what we as humans were created for from being able to flourish. I think what people will identify with is that no matter where they've been, what they've done, the the mess-ups, the breakups, the foul-ups, that there's a God that is in love with them, that is willing to receive them, that has his, his arms wide open to them. All of us have messed up in numerous ways. For God to say, I will forgive all of it. Trust me and come to me. And then for us to turn around for one thing or two things in somebody's life and say, I refuse to forgive you. Wow, we, we're, we can't put our standard over what the Lord does. You know, who are we to say I refuse to give forgiveness when God offers us forgiveness that we don't deserve? I think that forgiveness is cemented in our hearts when we actually extend not just grace in theory, but kindness practically to the person who has offended us. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back to another episode of The King and the Sage where we share people's stories. Tonight, I want to do something a little bit special. I want to do a continuation of last week's episode of forgiveness. So I recently started a new job at a mechanic shop. And the whole reason why I decided to start a new job from what I was doing with apartments was because I've always liked fixing cars. I've always liked helping the customer. And just helping people in general. Like, that's my mantra, is to help the next person. And I just like working on cars. My stepbrother, Fred, who passed away, he was a car mechanic for years. And he's always be coming over to my mom's house to help her help her with her car. Because she always had the issues because it was a Nissan. And uh, I just, I didn't really learn a lot from him. But I learned his work ethic as far as cars go. And that really, it just made me want to work on cars. So, like, as soon as I got out of uh, South Korea, when they when the military transferred me to Fort Hood, which is in North Texas, I started, I finally got my own car. And I started learning how to work on it myself because as you know if you've ever been to the dealership or a shop they charge outrageous prices to fix your car which is just bogus when let's say changing your oil that takes 10 minutes to do it yourself so why are you getting a hundred plus dollar bill for oil when oil out oil anywhere is only what like max 30 bucks max so where is all this other uh, money going? Like, they're making $70, $80 profit. I'm like, no. I'm not going to be wasting my money like that when I could get off my lazy bum and just do it myself. And so that's how the whole thing went is I needed to be able to fix my car on my own. And I know I wasn't going to be able to ask my mom or anyone else for money to fix my own vehicle. They're like, you do better do it yourself or come up with a way to make it. And 
minimum wage still in Texas back from when I was 18 was 725 and that's not enough to even afford a, a house. Even though I was still in the military and li uh, living there was free for the most part, it just, my money always went to somewhere. So I never was able to save up. That was like one of the biggest issues in the military is like saving my money. If I would have saved my money from start to end, I, I would be set right now. I would be set. I would have what? Um, 1800 every two weeks, three, let's say about $2,500 a month. Well, let's just be fair. Do no, eight, um, $2,500 was the average for my rank times 12. Really? 2,500. Times 12. Yeah, $30,000 a year. So if I've saved every penny of that for the four years, I would have over $100,000 in $120,000 in my bank account. If I didn't spend a single dime. But, of course, food and clothes and boots and random stuff that they make you buy, pretty much. And when shit breaks or tears, you got to fix that. I'd still, like, with just spending on that and not spending on the food, on the extra food and the extra drinks and cell phone bill and all this other stuff that you really that honestly didn't need to have, I, I, I'd I, have a fat, fat, fat bank account right now. And luckily, my saving has gotten a lot better. So, I mean... I lived in my car for two years up in Washington State just to get to the point where I'm at now where I'm, I'm actually almost I'm touching I'm I keep touching I keep touching 10k in my bank account and it's just slowly fluctuating so it's a lot better than having nothing in your bank account let me tell you that but my next goal is to hit the 10,000 again and do not let it go past that point. Like, don't let it go below that point. I need it to go above that point and keep going further. Because when I'm... I'm going to keep working until, like, literally I have to use a cane to walk around. I'm going to work that long. And just because, like, I hate being still. I hate not doing anything. If I'm not making money, what am I doing? Like, I need to be doing something. I need to stay busy. But, anyways, back to the topic of forgiveness. Uh... With this new mechanic job, I, uh, it's, I've been there a week now. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. I love working in cars, but there's two individuals right now. One who, I'm doing general service, so like oil changes and tires and just basic stuff like that. And there's two other guys in the same position. One guy, he's pretty much just like, does his own thing, but he always wants to complain, complain, complain. That's my nickname for him is just complainer because that's all he wants to do. His life is so shitty or I don't know what's going on, but all he does is complain. So 
thankfully with all the work I've had done spiritually and forgiveness and just like the more advanced general understanding on how to just let things go. It's not that big of a deal now, but it's just, it's getting to be annoying because you hear this stuff every single day, Monday through Friday. I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not worth repeating. So I like, I'm acknowledging it and I'm trying to forgive it and I'm trying to just like let it go in one ear, let out the other. But it's just, it's going to be too much. He always has something negative to say. And the other guy who is still training me, which makes no sense because it's not that hard to do an oil change. I've done almost a thousand of them at this point. I've done a lot. Like I know how to unscrew a bolt, let that oil drain out, unscrew the filter, put a new filter back on, screw tightly and screw the bolt back in tightly not too much don't strip it and then lower the car add the oil top it off make sure the level is good start the car make sure nothing drips and then go on about your business but the second guy that's training me he has a bad case of OCD when it comes to oil or anything fluid like he wants to make sure everything is dry, everything's just way above normal. Like there's a normal and then there's an extreme. He's at the extreme side of the things. I'm like, I'm, I've already talked to the boss about it and he's like, it's better than the other guy. I was like, true, but how long are you going to have a guy teach me how to change oil when I've done almost like a thousand oil changes? Like, you already told me yourself that I went way past your expectations. He told me that Friday when I asked him, like, are we still good? Do you still want me here? He's like, yeah, like, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Like, I'm actually impressed. I'm like, okay, cool. I told you I knew what I was doing. It's not that hard to change oil. It's really not. And... I talked to him about the kid with the OCD-ness. He's like, well, he only got that because, like, there's a couple times he had to go to the customer's house and clean their driveway because he forgot to tighten the bolt or he forgot to tighten the filter all the way. I was like, look, we all do that. But he needs to calm it down. Just calm it down. That's all I'm saying. Because I'm not, I'm not the person to micromanage. Like, I'll leave a job so quick. If someone wants to micromanage me. Like no one wants to be micromanaged. I'm there to change oil. And I'm there to work on cars. To fix the cars. To make the customer happy. That's all I'm here to do. If I have to. Uh, wash. Like spray the ho spray the car down with a hose. To make sure it's clean. And that there's no oil. I will. But I'm not going to sit there for 15 minutes with a rag to make sure I get every single drip like there's that that's the extreme part that I'm telling you about that's the extreme part but we'll see tomorrow how tomorrow goes and the rest of the week I'm giving it one more week and then I may or may not uh say goodbye to that mechanic job and go back to apartment leasing because apartment leasing like you're in charge Straight up, you're in charge. 
there's some things that you might have to get a manager for, but for the most part, you're in charge of what you say goes. And all you're there is just on the computer all day, answering phones. Well, the apartment I was at didn't even have phones. So that was, it was really nice. And everyone was really cool, really cool. But yeah, that's my little spiel. But like I was saying with forgiveness is you, I've already more or less forgiven them. I'm more like, okay, I understand they're this way. I understand that you don't like X, Y, and Z, but at the end of it, like, I'm sorry you don't understand my thinking because my thinking, my common sense is not what other people's common sense is, which is completely, un that's completely fair. That's totally up to them what they want to feel. I'm not going to tell them they can't feel a certain way, but you, they need to deal with it. Just like I have to do with their craziness, they have to deal with mine. I'm sorry that I'm not a straight up, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. I did that for four years in the military. I'm not going to do that again. I'm sorry. And I'm not giving y'all any type of disrespect at all. I'm just I'm telling you what is. And some people may not like that, but at the end of the day, they don't write the paycheck. My boss does. And I told them that today. And they weren't very happy about it. I was like, look, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I this is not my first oil change. This is not my first job. Y'all don't need to treat it like that. And that's what y'all are doing right now is treating it like it's my first job, which it's not. But I want to play a small clip for y'all. So give me one second. If somebody says something difficult to you, like if somebody calls you a name, that might be a fact. But the truth is, they're doing the best they can with what they have. Not everybody has what you have. Not everybody has access to the resources you do or believes what you believe. My mother might call me up in the middle of the night and say things that push my buttons the way only mothers can. That's a fact. But the truth is, I'm so grateful to have a mother, and I'm so grateful that she can call me up in the middle of the night. That's the truth. You know, right now I feel as though I'm sitting still, and you're probably sitting still at a desk or, you know, someplace where you're sitting down, and the thing that you're sitting on is a solid object. That's a fact. The truth is it's all made up of empty space with molecules moving around so quickly that they give the illusion of being solid objects when it's all empty space. That's the truth. You know, the, the fact is we're sitting still. The truth is we're hurtling through the universe at, you know, 9,000 miles an hour, but it appears as though we're sitting still. It's not the truth. The fact is, everybody around me appears as though they are separate from me and that they are all different people. The truth is, we are all the exact same stuff, and there's really, when it comes down to it, nothing that separates me from you or that differentiates me from you or you from them. That's the truth. But I forget the truth, you know what I mean? The truth is that I'm a loving person, and I want to make my parents proud of me. That's the truth. But the fact is I say and do things that I would be ashamed and embarrassed to tell my parents because I forget. I let facts get in the way of the truth, the truth of who I am and why I'm here and what I want. So how do I prevent that from happening? 
personal compass. We've talked about that, but how do we use it? I recommend in the back of your workbook, you have some templates and you can print out a flashcard, you know, just some index card size card where you write down or print out who you are, why you're there and what you want. And you have that handy where you can see it, you know, before you respond to somebody on the telephone, before you have to call up a difficult customer, before you walk in the door at work, before you walk in the door at home, pull it out and read it and remind yourself and say it out loud. There's power in writing things and there's power in saying things. Remember that if you want to change your verbal patterns, if you want to start speaking differently, start thinking differently. That's easy. But let's say that we are stuck in a mental cycle, in a mental pattern. You want to start thinking differently, start speaking differently. The same thing both ways. Wow. Personal compass. I was taught that so long ago and for it to just come out like that i randomly came across this video today during this episode to try and like share some knowledge with y'all and wow so what is your personal compass ask yourself that whenever you're dealing with someone difficult at your job place or Anywhere, anywhere outside of your house. Why are you there? Who are you? And why is this benefiting you? Like, coming up with that to tell yourself, remind yourself, hey, I'm here to get this done, to make this type of money here, to better my knowledge on fixing cars. That's why I'm here, to help the customer. That's why I'm here. Regardless of what distractions get put in your way, rem remember your personal compass. And along with personal compass is forgiveness. So those who are just negative all the time that I have to deal with on Monday through Friday, send them forgiveness. And those who are OCD, send them forgiveness. And as I'm telling you this right now, I plan on doing that because I actually want this job because this job makes me money a lot quicker than the apartment job does. And I like money. I like to be able to retire myself one day and buy my family nice things, buy my whoever wants a new car. I want to be able to buy them a car like I want to be able to do outrageous gifts like that one day and I know it's gonna happen I see it and I know I just I know it's happening and this is just a stepping stone for me and it really it it's opened my eyes a lot bigger going into different workplaces and just to like be aware of the negativity of just just being aware of your surroundings will change your mindset and if someone wants to be negative let them be negative let them be in their own shit show you on the other hand you get to choose how you want to feel do you want to be negative just like this person and be all down and depressed no i'm trying to be positive trying to get the job done for the day and go home relax 
and spend time with my cat. Like, that's what I want to do. So, just find out what your personal compass is and stick to it. Write it down just like Dan, that the guy who spoke was Dan O'Connor. He has his own training on YouTube. Um, he's pretty famous. He has over 40,000 views. And he has shit ton of free training. I'll post a link down in the description. So make sure you follow his channel. But um, that concludes tonight's episode. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you learned something tonight. And don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Because I, I need some guests on my show. I need... For people to share their stories. And not just me. Like this is supposed to be a duo channel. Yeah I can have me on sometimes. But I would like my episodes to have different people every single week. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. I will do my best to pop out another episode this week on Thursday. I hope you guys have a good night. Be blessed today's episode of the king and the sage please don't forget to like comment and subscribe so you never miss an episode and please share with your friends and family thank you again for listening to the podcast king and the sage with your host connor